Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I hate people who cheat. My God, it's just the most infuriating thing. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Fuck off! Grab your friends, it's that time Stop again. again. Listen to the show with the phone and the friends. It's Fuck off! Fuck off! Oh yeah. Fuck off! It's your host, Spring Attach, and your co host. And welcome to the 366th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my exhilarating co-host, the Zany Scrawn. What's Schwaglin? And then, of course, the man who named himself after the 18th letter of the alphabet, the one, the only, R-Sigma. Hello. And as always, we're here to bring you the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, an awesome name for a cool community about Pokemans where we battle in tournaments and also have a podcast, I guess, that we came up with in 2007. It's pretty awesome. Check out the Discord. And then, of course, you guys, uh, we cover everything here on this show from the video game to the trading card game to even Detective Pikachu, the video game. We did that back in May. It was it was an episode. It was an episode it was an episode it was a show we talked about it if you're just like man i saw that trailer and i want to get on that game so uh, welcome to the <laughs> well, show if you're new <laughs> welcome back if you're old we we're gonna have a lot of fun with you today but first i want to jump into a little story that i have from today because i think it's timely so for those of you at home we're recording on a tuesday we typically record on saturday or sunday i know we're breaking the fourth wall now uh, this is also going to crush the hopes and dreams of the person or persons that send in their emails on Saturday night this week. I know it's going to happen. There's going to be like two or three emails and then they're going to come in the discord and be like, but my email never got read. You get one star on iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) We're only one review away from 300, by the way, just letting everybody know that. Oh, you could be the 300th iTunes review. Preferably that's a five star review, but you know, do what you want. (laughs) Just letting anybody know that anybody can go over there and just click five stars and we'll be happy. Good enough. <laughs> but so what's your story, Thatch? Okay, so I was prepping for the show this week uh, by just kind of like scrolling through my Pokemon sources for like news and everything. And one of the things that popped up on I'm I'm a member of the Dayton Pokemon Go group, just in case there's some cool event going on or something. I want to be a part of that. But I'm sure you guys have realized a lot of Pokemon Go fans aren't at the same level of know-how that we are in terms of the Pokemon universe and knowing where there are good 
sources of information to be grabbed because I saw an article that immediately caught my eye that said Pokemon Go PvP coming this December. And I thought it was a legit news story until I saw that link to the article was something completely nonsensical. It was some website that I had never heard of before. And then, of course, you do what you have to do as a Pokemon fan and you check Serebii. <laughs> and I was very unsurprised to learn that this Pokemon PvP system was not announced today. I thought there was something that came out a few months ago. Like they said, they said they wanted to. I don't believe them. So I read the article and the article was legitimately just somebody going, hey, they said something about p- putting PvP in the game by the end of the year and some press conference. And it's just like, that was the, that was the takeaway from the article. It, it's just garbage. It's just really bad reporting and just trying to get clicks and get people to share it on Facebook to their Pokemon Go groups. They did a fantastic job of that. Uh, as a reminder, keep listening to this episode for 10 surprising ways that Detective Pikachu can surprise you. hashtag clickbait yeah yeah just put that in your put share this on your facebook feeds and everything you won't believe what we talk about today (laughs) i mean i just saw that today and i was just like this is this is gold this is the pokemon go community at its finest right here is sharing facebook articles from sources that don't mean anything well you know it's one one thing that they don't have like the connection to the main games they have. And it's, but it's another thing to this sort of like link clickbaity art articles like that. I was actually really surprised the other day. I had to explain to someone what Alolan Ratata was. Cause he was really confused on why he had a bunch of black Ratata. So I was like, Oh, it's like an Island variant based on Darwinian evolution. And he was like, what? I don't know what any of those words mean, he said. (laughs) (laughs) And then he continued playing Pokemon Go, and he said, Man, why did Niantic make Darkrai? (laughs) He kept getting upset about that fact. He couldn't believe that Niantic would come up with such a stupid Pokemon. Niantic made Darkrai. (laughs) True story. That is a thing that happened. Yeah. Pokemon Go is a lot of fun. I'm a I'm a big fan of Pokemon Go. I enjoy the I enjoy the game series. I play it. I have a good time. But man, the community surrounding it is just so broad and full of people who are just misinformed. And maybe it's just because I I'm a quote unquote Pokemon elitist. Mm-hmm. I just have these notions of what Pokemon is, and like I just have this inherent thing. Like I could probably name all eight oh nine if I sat down and had to fill in a list. Uh, I'm. <laughs> Sure, I will forget Swirlix if it ever comes to that. <laughs> That's I, would, I would almost probably forget Hipoudon if it weren't for Scrawn's videos. <laughs> Stand up. But I, I mean, I'll probably forget something like Finneon or or Sawsbuck. You know, one of those forgettable mons, Basculin. Basculin. <laughs> That's the real answer. I'll remember Semiseer, but I won't remember Panseer. I mean, I could probably do it. I think I could do it. If I had, like, a list with just, like, the numbers 1 through 809 next to me, I could probably start to fill it out. I know I could probably do, like, the first 60 or 70 Whoa. in numerical like order. With, with the numbers? Okay. I was thinking, if you wanted to do all of them in numerical order, that would be a really, really surprising feat. That would be a really big feat, because I get lost around, like, 60 or 70, I think. I can do everything up to that point. I can't do anything after Kanto, though. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty okay with it. I'm I'm somewhat comfortable with Kanto, and then I have some idea of where certain Pokemon go here and there. I mean, I can at least I can at least mark off wherever generation goes. Oh yeah, I can mark off the start and end of each generation. So keep that in your in your knowledge hats for when that <laughs> moment comes when the world's gonna end because aliens came here, but they're just like tell us the names of all eight hundred and nine of these creatures. But hopefully it's not your grandmother going. This that's a Charmander. It's like grandma. This is not a picture of a Charmander. This is this is a Sandrew. I love those YouTube videos, by the way. I I've seen so many of them that they're just not new anymore. Yeah, it's just <laughs> not new. But yeah, uh, anything anything new with you guys? Anything fun going on? That was just my. These I my got a stories. I got a twenty four inch Snorlax plushie, and it's a great pillow. I love it so much. It's so soft, and he, the the expression on it makes me feel at peace with myself. At peace with myself. That's yeah. good to know. I'm happy that you're happy. I, <laughs> I bathe in your happiness. How about you, Sigma? Anything new going on? Well, I've been playing Let's Go, and I'm now a Venomoth Master, and I see how miserable the rest of this post game looks. Yeah, so it's going to be awful. <laughs> So, guys, inform me. What exactly do you have to do to beat a master? You just beat them in a battle, but the problem is Let's Go Pikachu's stat stat mechanics are pretty broken because <laughs> they just... Well, they simplified it, and it's a really cool way to simplify stat mechanics, I think, in terms of teaching people, like, as an entry point into competitive with EVs and stuff like that. I think it's a really interesting way to do it because it's a very visual way to understand how getting something like effort values can really change a Pokemon because what they did here was they have candies that you just feed your Pokemon. You just shove the sweets down their throats and they go and then they gain a stat point in whatever stat that candy is attributed to and they can get up to 200 points in any stat. Now this can happen at level one. This can happen at level three. This can happen at level 100, 200 points to any stat. So you can have a level five Rattata with like, 210 attack yeah right so what you have to do is you have to go find these trainers and then you just go battle them and you beat them with the same version of whatever pokemon that you want to become the master of and some of the times like they try to come up with like interesting movesets i'm gonna put interesting in quotes because they're just not and that's pretty much where it is with that like i i don't know how else to explain it do you get something if you defeat them all you get a title you get a title. Uh, I do not see how this is useful. It's not. I I was like super excited for it until I realized how much of a grind it was. Like it's one thing like in Ultra Sun Ultimate obviously the reward for getting to high enough of a rank was like you get these special sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, but if you're not having like online matchmaking capabilities in this game and it's <laughs> Don't, you know. Let's not even talk about the online. Okay, <laughs> like, well, let's not let's not even talk about the online and let's go because it's just awful. But I mean, that's a good place to stop. <laughs> we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna kick it on over to the news because there's a lot that happened in two days. Yeah. So we are gonna kick it on over to that. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. 
And welcome to the news. The news is here to bring you all of the exciting stuff that happened in the past two days. There are a few things. Like, it's not trivial. A bunch of Let's Go information happened. The Let's... The... The... Uh, oh, my gosh. The International Championships finished up. I'm not sure who won that, but I heard a trading card player got disqualified for a bad shuffle. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So they were intentionally trying to keep... Oh, absolutely. The top card of their deck at the top, and they got caught because people in the Twitch stream noticed it and called them out. Uh, the card was a muck. Yeah, mm-hmm. an Alolan muck, right? Yep. Yeah, I I mean card. I believe it. The, this is something that happens at all the major tournaments, I swear. I swear somebody always gets caught not shuffling properly on stream. <laughs> that uh, too. That yeah. was removed from the world's booklet too. It happens. I just it, I it blows my mind. You're on stream, man. What are you trying to do right now? People are going to slow that down and watch it. I hate people who cheat. My god, it's just the most infuriating thing. Like these people are working hard to actually become good at a game and you're wasting the time you could be trying to become good on cheating other people who deserve it more and it's uh, this could be that could be a whole topic itself scron's thoughts on cheaters it's just stupid i don't get it we're gonna move on from that that happened uh we also have a bunch of let's go stuff happened on uh on serbi you can check out all of that stuff but if you play pokemon (laughs) go Some exciting news. Giratina is no longer in raids. However, Cresselia is taking over as the level 5 raid boss until December 18th. Be sure to go get your Cresselia while while it's still there. We still don't know what the December Community Day mana is. No, we we? don't. We have no no idea about December Community Day, period. Apparently, like, people are highly, highly speculating that it's either Slackoff, Trapinch, or Ralts. I'm speculating that it's going to be something different because they typically let us know the next community day almost immediately after community day. It'll be a replay of all the community days of the rest of the year. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that it's just like mega community day. Whoa. That would be fun. Did you miss a community day? Here, we're going to have three hour blocks of these kinds of spawns or something like that. Oh, that'd be rad. I need to get some of them dratinis, yo. Yeah, yo, dog. Or maybe they're just all shiny, right? All right. Also, because if you don't live in America and you live in another country where this happened and you were level 40 in Pokemon Go, Niantic confirmed that until further notice, the Pokestop beta submissions will be paused in the countries it's rolled out in. This is because there's a bug and it's, it's, they don't know when it's coming back. Uh, the international challenge um, that is happening, the registration is now opened. You can go register for the international challenge in November. That's how you. That's the, probably the only way you personally are getting a shiny Tapu Lele until next generation when they remove the shiny lock. But until it's a couple years gen- away, I so. would be surprised if they do three of these though, one for each series in the VGC 19, 2019 format, and then you get the, they're going to release the rest of the Tapus. I think we've had an announcement saying that there's going to be an international challenge three times this year because that's how Japan qualifies for their nationals. That's true. Well, okay. So, second question for you, Sigma: These international challenges, do they put out CP this year? Uh yeah. I believe if you win, you get fifty, and then it goes down from there. Let me take a look. I have not seen anything about it. Oh no, um, it runs. I have never heard any. Oh yeah, placement can help earn CP. You are correct. If you're doing VGC, this is pretty indispensable. I think that okay. So V. So Sigma, you and I need to do an episode on this. Maybe at Christmas. But I think that the VGC community needs to just like embrace online. 
I think VGC just needs to embrace it because there's just no way that you can keep like the tournaments aren't growing. And even in Japan, they just play online anyway. So let's all just play online. Okay, as an organizer of a semi-VGC league, I am against this. Because <laughs> it's fun to be around people who play Pokemon. And we're getting good enough turnouts now. At kind least of. eight people is all you need. Kind of. But yeah. we can talk about that another day. <laughs> so many potential topics. Exactly. We gotta say we can't we can't blow our load today, guys. We have to we have oh to keep God, on pace. <laughs> so we're gonna So the next piece of news that's going on this week, I tried to open up Pokemon.com, but my habit forced me to open up uh what's it called? I opened up uh a really bad thing. I opened up uh PokemonCenter.com. But uh the last piece of news I wanted to talk about that Pokemon's doing is that they're starting the Pokemon Marathon again on Twitch. Because they realized, man, nobody wants to sit here and watch all 20 seasons of Pokemon 20 weeks in a row. So they stopped doing it, and they're like, let's just watch Bob Ross. <laughs> so Twitch have confirmed the return of their Pokemon Marathon. This time, they're doing another run of the anime from the beginning with daily movies and Pokemon Generations, Pokemon Chronicles, and Pokemon Origins sprinkled in between. I'm most impressed with Pokemon Chronicles being there. I'm not going to lie. But this is happening yeah. from Thursday, November 22nd to December 2nd, and will run until the end of the Orange Islands, and then start again on December 24th until January 3rd to showcase the Johto Saga. Cool bum, stuff. Bum, bum. But yeah, twitch.tv slash twitch presents. I don't expect to ever see like Gen 4, Gen 5 anime stuff. I just won't get that. <laughs> Gen 4 doesn't end. That was the original intention, but I think they're going to try to just make this a slow burn. A slower burn, I guess. I mean, these are definitely the episodes that they should air because they're the ones that people are actually going to care about. And with Let's Go coming out, with Let's Go coming out, I think this was a really good timing for them to do it and just be like, hey, the holidays are happening. Watch Pokemon with your children. And that's exactly what's happening. That's During the good seasons of Pokemon. It's a nice, warm cup of capitalism for the holidays. Absolutely. (laughs) Haha, Absol. Well, with that, that is going to be the end of our news segment. There's nothing new going on. Oh, except there is some Puckle news. I almost forgot because I wanted to announce it on this show because it's the last one before December. (laughs) Puckle is doing the return of its advent calendar this year. For those of you who are new to the community and don't know what that is, advent calendars are little calendars that give you little candies if you go and buy one at the store or i guess legos lego does it but it's like 40 dollars to buy a lego advent calendar which makes the child inside of me cry but you can but puckle is doing its own advent calendar what we're doing is we're actually giving away a pokemon each day leading up to uh christmas so december 1st through 24th there these are going to be on all of our social media accounts by all of them i mean at least twitter and discord (laughs) (laughs) and probably facebook but it'll be on one of the it'll at least be on twitter and discord Uh, we'll be announcing what pokemon we're going to be distributing what you need to put on the gts to get said pokemon and how to how to do the whole thing there'll be a web page for it so definitely a lot of the pokemon are like competitively viable a few like i think a few aren't but i'm not going to spoil anything but most of them are competitively viable a lot of them are fun little just nods to jokes and stuff but Mm -hmm. some of many of them are competitively viable you are correct so definitely get the full collection 
Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You can get the full collection if you're interested in doing so. But yeah, we'll have more information for that posted on the website in the Discord. Just make sure you look out for that and get ready for some uh, Christmas cheer. So with that, we're going to end the news and we're going to switch things over to Puckle's Poke Quiz. Where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. <laughs> Welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So that means no browsers, no internet. You guys have to use what's in your noggins to figure this one out. So welcome to this part of the show. Sigma and Scrawn are going to be competing together as a team to answer five questions about Pokemon. They will they will be potentially getting seven points though because one of these questions will have a bonus point. They also have a hint they they can use as a lifeline. However, if they get all the questions correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an extra point. Ooh, so if you guys are ready. I'm excited to see this scoreboard move around. Let's scramble it up, Sigma. Also, by uh, the we'll way, these, these guys are playing for twenty dollars of T Public slash Pokemon Center dot com credit. Let them do whatever they want with it. Lovely. <laughs> so first first person to 30 points, I think, wins. So we'll see. There's a lot of people just like wrapped up close to the top. It's really crazy. This is like the most contentious one we've ever had. <laughs> I'm not one of them. But no, sure. you're not, but it's okay. I mean, you could be actually after today if you get all seven. Oh, uh, shout out quick to Public. I ordered something from them and they sent me two shirts. So oh, go order nice. something from Public, and maybe they'll send you two shirts too. Ooh, T Public's great though. <laughs> T Public's great. All right. We're gonna go ahead and just jump into these questions. We have a lot of them. Thankfully from the trivia channel on our Discord server that only I have access to, none of our co hosts do. So they haven't seen any of these. I'm the only person that's seen them. All right, so this first question comes from Linian. And he wants to oh, know boy. <laughs> The last area in Sun and Moon is Mount Lanakila. What does Lanakila mean in Hawaiian? Uh, <laughs> because <What? laughs> Alola is based on Hawaii. That's, this is not a Pokemon question. <laughs> this is a Hawaiian question. I mean, it kind of uh, makes sense. I The answer Lana- makes sense. Kila. Okay. So you want to divide it into, I guess, phonetic subsets where you have like Lana and Kila. So clearly Lana means something and Kila means another thing. Um that's all I have linguistically. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, pretend Kila means mountain. <laughs> okay. Mount, uh, mountain. Hoku, Hokulani was the other one, right? So, mm, Hokulani and Akila. Tall something, maybe? Tall and cold? I, Lana, Kila, Lana. Lana is a name that is occasionally... It's a character in the game. <laughs> It's true. Oh, what what type are they? Water. Okay, so clearly that probably has something to do with water. So like maybe cold or um, frozen or ice. Ice mountain maybe. Like Kila could be mountain. I'm going to need an answer here, guys. Ice mountain? Is that good enough? I will accept it as an answer. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. The answer no. is Lanakila translates to victory or triumph. 
because Mauna Kea is the last mountain that you climb to become the champion. So it's Mount Victory, Mount Triumph. (laughs) Fine. But that's fine, guys. That's fine. We'll move along. (laughs) That's our weakness. (laughs) It wasn't a Pokemon. It's like that SNL skit on Game of Thrones where... It's like what all some people are getting all the Game of Thrones questions and then they're asking random questions to like the other guy. Yeah, it's see that, one. that one's pretty good. All right. So Uncle Oshawott's got a couple questions now about catch rates. Get ready, fam. So the first one being excluding legendary Pokemon, which Pokemon has the lowest catch rate? As in Beldum, because it's stupid. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with Sigma on this. <laughs> <laughs> are they the same? They're all three. Okay. Let's go with Sigma's initial impression then. I'm cool with that. Is Beldum your final answer? I mean, we also have the Tang and Metagross, but yes. That is apparently incorrect. I'm double-checking for accuracy, but the answer is apparently Volcarona of all time. It is Volcarona. Um, I believe... um, Let me look it up. But I believe Volcarona's got a catch rate of 15. Yeah, catch rate of 15. Metang- Wait, is Metanga three? It should be a three. <laughs> um, let me double check. We're gonna look it up. You are correct. Wow, Uncle Oshawa, you're wrong. <laughs> so oh I will accept that as an answer. That is a point for you guys. And yes. you know what? Because you corrected the, because you corrected the trivia, I will give you an extra point for missing that other question. Can we have half a point instead? I don't deal in half points anymore. So you guys uh. are two for two now, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Before Generation 5, what was the lowest catch rate a Ditto could have, and why? Well, actually, just give me the lowest catch rate a Ditto could have pre-Generation 5, and we'll take it. Do you know this, Sigma? Uh, I think pre-Gen 5, maybe it copied the catch rate when it transformed. So the lowest catch rate before Generation 5. I think the lowest catch rate is still 3. So Okay. I don't think it goes lower. Go with that. That is correct. Yeah. There's a catch rate of three. It bounces off that other that other uh, that other question that Uncle Oshawott did get wrong, but that is fine by me. All right. So this next one is from Three Mac Attack, and this one does have your bonus question. So you guys are three for three right now, and these are two Pokemon. This is two Pokemon. You get one point for each, and he wants to know what two starter Pokemon have the same hidden ability. Let's think about that for a minute. Okay, so nothing else has chlorophyll. Yeah, nothing else has torrent, nothing else has blaze. All right. Uh let's think. Well, everything else has torrent and blaze. Okay. Maybe reckless, sheer force, uh sturdy, maybe? And something else else. Is this the base form starter or the uh, we're gonna say uh, fully pl- evolved. We're gonna say fully evolved. Okay. okay. Because for some reason Emboris changes as it evolves. So I think it's the Do, only one. Does, does Empoleon have Sturdy? No, it has Defiant. Okay. Defiant might be it. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, is it Shell Armor? Because Torterra and the stupid... Samurai? Yeah. Huh. I think both of those have Shell Armor. I th- That might be right. I, I, think, I think so. Yeah, because Shell Armor is the hidden ability there. On Samurai, I just don't know if it's... Are you for sure Shell Armor is the hidden ability of Torterra? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's useless, so yes. Okay, let's go with that. Torterra and Samurai are correct. Both of those are... They both have Shell Armor, so that is correct. 
So two more points for you guys. You guys are five for four right now. Hey, I'm banking on Sigma here. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, our last question is about base stats. Uh, So we're going to we're going to find we're going to find some Pokemon base stats uh, when I pull it up because I was I was totally prepared. (laughs) I was totally prepared today. Totally prepared. So (laughs) you guys, if you get this one correct without using the hint, you will actually get, I believe, all of the points. So keep that in mind. I would like to know here today what um, I mean, I could just bounce this off last week. What what is the highest (laughs) highest base attack of all uh, pure steel types, pure steel types, pure steel. So we need to exclude a bunch of stuff. Uh, It very well could just be metal metal. Uh, just to let you know. Mega Agron, maybe? That's a pure steel. Mega? That is... That's the other option, yes. Uh. Hmm. Well, given that Let's Go just came out, and uh, <laughs> I know how Thatch's mind works, I'd say Mel Metal. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I feel like Mega Agron <laughs> puts like all of its stats into its defense. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah that, that's true. There aren't too many pure steel types either no there aren't that <sighs> like the uh gear pokemon's not doing anything clink clang yeah registeel's not doing anything Mm-mm. yeah let's go with melmetal are you sure about that well, it's not in the main game so do we even know it's base attack stat we technically uh, yeah. yes but are you sure about that <laughs> do you want to use the hint so we can guarantee one point you have five right now. You guys have five. Do you want to go for seven or do you want to go for six? That's the real answer. Do we have something better we could guess? I don't think we do. Like like I said, it's between Agron or Mega Agron and... Uh, <laughs> I want to get the seven points. Uh, I want to say the attack of the Melmetal is the weakest of its three strong atta- stats. So. Oh, really? We could just do... Yeah. Okay, let's just go with Mega Agron then, if you're sure about yeah. that. I am not, but... You know what? Okay, you make the decision here, Sigma. I will let you take Let's the future of those, those points. Let's just take the hammer. Pens. Okay. Sure. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I misled you guys, but it's okay. So, yeah, it's definitely... Uh, okay, it's so definitely it's Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's your hint. So, Mel Metal is correct with a base stat of 143. On. You didn't burn the hint. You didn't burn the hint. It's fine. Because I was... And uh, Mega Agron actually has 140. 140. Oh. Mega, but Mel Metal's at 143, so it's not that bad either. Which okay. is his, which is its highest stat, uh, tied oh. with his defense. Well, but, okay, I didn't yeah, realize right. they were tied. But that gives you guys seven points today. Good for you, because I was a jerk. It's also a late-night Tuesday recording session. So you guys, <laughs> you guys get points for, for being here. Yeah. So seven points going to each of you. Wow, somebody took... Oh, no, you didn't take the lead. I lied. Uh, but it does change up the rankings pretty significantly. I think I won the last one, so I'd be surprised if I won again. So right now in first place, we have Whimsicott with 23 points, followed up by Scrawn in second place with 22 <gasps> points. Oh! <laughs> in third place, we have Basket with 19. In fourth, we have Sublime with 18 Jushiro is in fifth with 14. Shamu and Gator are tied with 13. 
Sigma, you're in eighth with 11. Maximus is in ninth with nine. Snag is in 10th with seven. And Viger and Bo are tied for for uh, ten, 11th with five. So there's your standings. You guys are all like really close together, though. Like everybody's just kind of like a game or two in position. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Whimsicott could take it in the next episode. If she she could. Seven. Hmm. So that is going to be it. next week, isn't she? No, she's not. I don't think so. It's Jushiro and someone. It's in someone. That's the answer. So that is going to be it for Puckles Pokey Quiz. We are going to kick it on over now, guys, after this short break to the topic. Hey there, Puckalonians. It's Professor Snag. Thanks for listening to the Puckle Podcast. If you want more Puckly goodness, there are several ways you can do that. If you want to chat with hosts and other community members, join our Discord server. There's always someone there to talk about anything Pokemon. Make sure you follow and like us on all of our social media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. Come watch us on Twitch at the Puckle Podcast and get in on the action where Joshiro plays the TCG online and Thatch does viewer battles. If you are able, please consider supporting us on Patreon where you get exclusive gifts such as Puckle TCG cards and access to bonus content. Or just go to our Public store and buy a t-shirt. All funds go right into the podcast and make the community better for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our new channel, Puckle Plus, where you can find me hosting Game Corner each month, Jushiro hosts the TCG cast, and lots of extra content including Movie Club, Battlecast, and the Puckle Live shows. Thanks for listening, and as always, help control the Breedject population. Get your ditto spayed and neutered. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is the Let's Go Pikachu Detect or not Let's Go the Detective Pikachu trailer. Man, <laughs> it's just been a rough ride the past couple of weeks. They so they dropped this trailer for those of you who haven't seen it, and if you haven't, you should go to YouTube and look up the Detective Pikachu movie trailer. So just a little bit of history for those of you unaware. Back in 2016, when Pokemon Go came out and was the world phenomenon. A bunch of companies tried to snatch up a lot of Pokemon licensing deals, including movie studios. <laughs> before before then, the Detective Pikachu game had existed in Japan as like a download-only eShop title. Like just chapter one, two, I think. It was just like the first four chapters. It wasn't like the okay. whole game that we got. It was weird because they planned on doing future installments, which they just never did until we got the full game. And... So that that's just some little history. And so what happened to the happening is uh, Nintendo is really stingy about what properties they let movies be made of because mm-hmm. they got burned real bad by that Mario Brothers movie. Do the Mario. Do the Mario. <laughs> Anybody's seen that movie? It's absolutely awful. And Nintendo just lost their faith in movie companies making movies about Nintendo franchises. Perfectly understandable. <laughs> so definitely keep that in mind and so what they were just like well we're not going to give you real pokemon here's this property that we only came out with in japan and (laughs) they they handed them the uh the detective pikachu franchise and so warner brothers grabbed that and it was recently announced i think back at the beginning of last year that ryan reynolds was going to be voicing the detective pikachu or pikachu and detective pikachu and that this movie is slated for a may 2019 release and I think we all had mild expectations because I don't think there's been a good video game movie ever. No. Um, I don't think that's ever existed, a good video game movie. If you can name one, please let me know. Maybe Tomb Raider? Maybe. Like, we're going to put that as a maybe, like a good maybe. Because it's, yeah. it's like Diet Indiana Jones. It's fine. 
<laughs> yeah. So, but we saw this trailer, and I think the Pokemon community was just blown away as a whole because it was done really well. There was enough original content in there as well as just staying true to the actual franchise. And last episode, Whimsicott said it really well that they did a really good job because they had a story that took place in the Pokemon universe rather than having a story talking about the Pokemon universe. So mm-hmm. that's a, mm-hmm. I think that's a really good way to phrase it. And I think that's why this movie's probably going to do okay. I'm pretty excited for it. I think there's a lot of people actually really excited for it. And I'm hoping that it just kind of leads to more good things to come for us as Pokemon fans. Because if this was well, I could see somebody take carefully crafting a generic Pokemon story instead of just this Detective Pikachu line. But we'll see. I mean, it would be really cool just to get like a tournament series or something like that. That would be really cool. Oh, just let us see our it, favorites, you know. And but just follow some character that we really we fall in love with. Give us the Rocky Pokemon movie. That's what we need. Let me just sort of provide an, a story of sorts. The day the Detective Pikachu trailer came out, I saw it on my Hey YouTube recommends to watch list, and I intentionally put it off because I was like. 95% sure this was going to piss me off. <laughs> and I, and like five hours later, after I've had my coffee, I had done some work for the day and I had fully braced myself for the calamity. I was sure to see ensue. Uh, I decided to watch the trailer and then proceeded to watch it three more times because I enjoyed it so much. It's a wild ride, man. And they did such a good job because they just took every single reference they possibly could and shoved it in because it's not just something like honestly i think pokemon go to an extent is finally hitting its limit in terms of its like staff's pokemon knowledge because gen Mm -hmm. 4 was kind of a mess in their data it was kind of a big mess i was really worried that oh man there aren't enough real pokemon fans in these industries to do something well but man Mm -hmm. are there like the one that really gets me is the unova style pizza like that is That that is a deep dig in terms yeah, of references, yeah. because that's just like, yeah, that's New York City based on a region in a game that didn't sell very well. <laughs> well, what, well, I was surprised to see, well, especially anything that references to Gen 5 is a big hit in my book, book because it's largely considered the least successful Pokemon generation, the most that you could have to dig at as well. And there were, I think, two Gen 5 Pokemon that showed up. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was a Molga and there was Rufflet. In the arena scene, I know yeah, there's a rufflet. I don't know about a molga, but I believe I know yeah, there's there a are in the street scene. There's a, yeah, there's also a braviary in the seat in the street as well. Ooh, that's cool. I need to go back and try to find that. What also but, got me was there's Gen Seven stuff too because there's there a was a moral right and moral and moral yeah yeah that's super cool. Like I love how they're not just focusing on Gen One, but there's that obvious Gen One, you know, preference. But they still have other stuff. Like obviously the Charizard pit fight, the interview with Mister Mime, and obviously Pikachu as the protagonist. You need Pikachu though, Deadpool Pikachu, man. You need that in your <laughs> life. Okay, I didn't. People were just so mad that Danny DeVito wasn't doing the voice, and I'm like, but Ryan Reynolds, he's he's like the next best option. Uh, <laughs> okay so this sort of lead, leads into the question that kind of you know disrupts my headcanon a little bit and as pokemon players a lot of us have this you know headcanon you know exactly what i'm talking about thatch yeah. where you construct this world in your mind and if something doesn't click with like one detail that they had in a previous game then it's bad 
okay, so why is this Pikachu a detective? I'm okay with the hat because Pikachus have had hats before, but what makes this Pikachu good at investigating things? So and that's what I want to have answered in this movie. So it's kind of answered in the Detective Pikachu game. Granted, that game's not very good. (laughs) I don't know how much they're actually going to borrow from the game itself because the game itself has a loose storyline that I think they're going to try to adapt here because there there aren't a lot of similarities. And I doubt there's going to be a scene where they try to figure out how to make the color orange. (laughs) I hope there is. That would be the greatest. (laughs) What colors make up orange, (laughs) Dan? and that's the real big thing i was i i'm blown away by a lot of things in that trailer but in the game there's just a lot of moments it's definitely much more kid friendly in the game than i think this movie is going to be it's going to be a movie for all ages rather than just a kid's movie i think there's going to be some changes there but in the game it's kind of heavily implied so what happens is tim the main character in the video game his father goes missing it's believed he just died in a car crash but his father was a detective who had a Pikachu with him, right? Mm-hmm. Then the day that his father goes missing in this car crash, Tim runs into this Pikachu that he only he can understand. And it kind of gets heavily implied that this Pikachu is his dad. But what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's where movie logic and game logic kind of pushes you towards. Yeah. Okay. Like, magic isn't really a thing. But there's like, okay, I could see how something like Bill's Pokemon Mind Transporter or something could come into effect here. May- I, I don't know if that's the route they're going to go with the movie, granted. And I there know. are a few, obviously, magic Pokemon like Jirachi or Delsocks. Oh. Yeah. Man, what if there's like a scene where like him and his dad like put wish tags on a Jirachi? That would be so weird. Yeah. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, because I try to at least, you know, justify it according to the typing chart. And there are a few Pokemon that stand outside that, such as Jirachi, or what else would be there? You you get the general idea of yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. Uh, it's just so hard to ju- for me to justify, like, why this Pikachu is a detective. <laughs> if, it, if that is the case, and they manage to rationalize it well enough, I think we will have a really good movie that... You know, you should get on Blu-ray or something. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to go see this almost probably opening weekend. I hate going to movies on opening weekend, but I might for this one. I do I do it for Star yeah. Wars, and I do it for stuff like this. This I, and Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm not going to see Sonic the Hedgehog. Please, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, this movie actually looks good. So a couple of things that we didn't mention here, and the first being probably the most notable that unlike what people probably think that they haven't seen this trailer, the Pokemon actually have realistic Pokemon designs. Mm-hmm. And they re- they're very reminiscent of photos that were going around online, I guess, a few years ago now. And this is actually because they got the artist who made those to help out on the movie. That was going around for at least half a decade, the realistic Pokemon yeah. stuff. And they took that guy on. And I, I, while I personally think it was a publicity stuff, I think it's a really beneficial one for everybody. I really... So... I'm not a big fan of his artwork personally, but they kind of found this middle ground with him for this movie Mm -hmm. style. And I really like this middle ground that they found because yeah, Pokemon would be furry in the, in the real world. Right. I mean, you wouldn't just assume you see a Pikachu and he's just smooth skinned. Right. I mean, look at Incineroar and smash that that detail is amazing compared to what the games are. Well, even in Pokemon, right. I mean, you see Soy Coon with fur and stuff like that. I think that's the real stuff that, 
uh, people don't realize. I mean, in Let's Go, we don't get this level of detail, and that's okay. I like those models the way they are. I don't need to see fur in my real Pokemon games. When I was watching the trailer, I actually, before I knew this, that the guy who had done the real, realistic Pokemon uh, concept charts was actually working on the film, I was like, that Charizard and those Bulbasaur look like he made them. <laughs> no, that's legit <laughs> what I thought, too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, they used DeviantArt as a style guide for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. That was my real thought. I'm like, huh, that's weird. When I found out the guy was working with them, I was much happier because I'm like, at least they grabbed a guy for it and they just said, hey, tone it down like two notches. And <laughs> then everything's beautiful. It looks really nice and it's really cool. And I really like the designs. I like a lot of the references. Man, they make they just make so many good deep digs because things that like really get me as a Pokemon fan in terms of references as opposed to just like, Oh, here's your gen one reference. And it's just like, yeah, Indigo league. Yeah. Cause Tim's a failed Pokemon trailer trainer in the, in the anime, or at least it's made known that he wanted to be a Pokemon trainer, but for some reason he failed maybe his own. I'm assuming it was his own fault. And so like, but he's got this really cool poster on his wall of like the Sinnoh championships, man. I want that poster. I just want that poster. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you'll get your chance i hope so if uh, i man if they sell that poster i will buy that poster that's all i want is just like 10th annual Sinnoh championship poster and that's all i need it, it's so cool how well they integrated this all into this world and it's kind of like this middle ground between the real world and the pokemon world that i think is just fascinating and i think it's going to yeah. make it an excellent excellent movie i am just so hyped i can't believe they turned something that I'm, i was initially like it's gonna be all right into something I'm legitimately excited for. Yeah, totally. Uh, another question. Why does it seem like the Greninjas are the bad people? Well, they're dark Pokemon. Of course they're the bad people. They're ninjas. True. <laughs> <laughs> I also would like to take a moment to say I appreciate that Greninja got highlighted in this trailer. I'm just so happy with the number of Pokemon from different generations that got highlighted. Traditionally in the anime, Greninja is made up to be a protagonist type Pokemon. So I, I know this is sort of meta, but whenever you look at the previous inclusions of Greninja in Pokemon media, it sort of leads you to believe that part of the plot point of this show will be that the Greninjas aren't actually that bad because they're working for sort of just a shady person who has trouble expressing themselves. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I understand what you're talking about. I don't know that I got that from the trailer. From the trailer, I just got a bunch of like Pokemon scenes because right, right. they're just kind of showcasing it. This is a teaser. There's no real plot here other than we go, man, Tim, you couldn't be a Pokemon trainer. And then now you've got a Pikachu that talks to you and sounds like Ryan Reynolds. And here's a funny Mr. Mime scene. Which we haven't gotten <laughs> to yet, but we'll, we'll get okay, there. Okay, this is true. And they're also they're at an arena for some reason watching a pit fight. Okay, so let's take a moment. I talked about this last show. Do you guys remember that fake Pokemon movie thing where there's like an underground fighting ring for Pokemon? And this came out maybe like five, six years ago. Yes, That's absolutely what that reminded me of. This underground battling ring. That absolutely terrifying Meowth. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what it... It looks like they just went through the Pokemon fandom and found, like, a bunch of fan movies and fan art, and we're just like, we're going to make this all a thing. Mm -hmm. And And Warner Brothers has good movies, but they also have Uh... bad too. I'm just, you know, 
Yeah, I, let's hope for the former. <laughs> Batman versus Superman, anyone? Uh, yep. All right. But I, I'm I'm pretty excited for this. And if it does well, we can, of course, expect a sequel. Because why wouldn't there be a sequel? That would just ruin Obviously. their pockets. I, I don't know if we'll get a Detective Pikachu sequel, but I could totally oh. see them just dumping DC and being like, we're, we're in the Pokemon multiverse now. A Detective Pikachu 2 with a female sub-protagonist with a talking Eevee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. <laughs> Please no. But his hairdo's all messed up because they're just like, yeah, you can customize the hairdo of your Pokemon and let's go. <laughs> I just think this is a really interesting choice. The good news about this coming out in May is I really think we're going to get 2019 Pokemon news before May then because they're not going to want that to overlap too much. They'll release it the day before this comes out. <laughs> I, think we'll be- <laughs> I really I expect there's going to be Pokemon news the same week, but I don't think it's going to be the reveal of Pokemon the game 2019. I personally do expect Pokemon the game 2019 to be announced on Pokemon Day, so February 27th, as long as it's I expect not a weekend. that to be the announcement, yeah, but I expect like the first footage to be seen like that week. Mm. To be fair, Sun and Moon had like a really weird release schedule when they announced it. They did do, they announced it on Pokemon Day, obviously, because that was the 20th anniversary, and then they didn't announce anything else until like the middle of May. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it was just a Sunday stream of, hey, here's the entire game until release. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully they've kind of learned from their mistakes. They they did an okay job, I think, with Let's Go. I'm going to say okay, because they kind of just waited until the week the game launched to drop a trailer with like, here's the four gym leaders we forgot and <laughs> all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that we get a slower burn. Maybe we get a cool mythical like Meltan that just kind of has some a little bit of mystery. I think Meltan had a really cool mystery effect going on with it. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> Nobody knows what it's it is. It's just a ditto. Just, just leave it at that. It's a ditto. It's a ditto. Sure, sure. We'll go with that. Uh, it really likes boxes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cat ditto. But back to this trailer. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of cool stuff. I am a big fan of Ryan Reynolds doing this. I've seen Deadpool and Deadpool 2. I'm a, I'm a fan of both of those movies. I think they're done Good really well. Movies. I think Ryan Reynolds is just a character in of, of himself. And I think it suits him very well to be doing Pikachu's voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, on, top, on top of that, that trailer just did everything right. I think it just did everything right. I can't wait for another trailer to come out with it. I don't know what that trailer will be or mm-hmm. when it will come out. But I, I'm very excited for that because this movie comes out like the end of May. I think there's another movie that's supposed to come out that same weekend. But I and I was planning on seeing that, but I think I will actually see this one over that. Hmm. Mostly because I'm that excited for this one. Maybe they will throw the next trailer for this out on Pokemon Day, too. I could see that. We Us getting some mention of it, at least. Mm-hmm. On Pokemon Day, like, oh, hey, here's that. Or the Super Bowl. I could definitely see it being the Super Bowl. You guys remember that Super Pokemon Bowl, Super Bowl yeah. commercial from the 20th anniversary? That also mm-hmm. somewhat reminds me of this. The, you know just, what I bet will happen? I bet we'll get... um. Uh, Detective Pikachu in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon that you get like a distribution of at the movie mm. theater. It's I don't like that. In the code. It's not in the code. No! 
Yeah, I I guarantee you. Well, no, I don't think they'll give us anything. It's not like the Pokemon movies where you go and they're just like, here's your goodie bag. Yeah, they, they typically give you a goodie bag. I don't know if they announced one this year, but there was one last year where you got the Ash Cap Pikachu from the movie and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I've gone to several Pokemon movie showings more than I should have ever gone to. But uh, because after that, they've become pretty sparse. But there was I went to see the black and white movie, which was a mistake. Uh, yeah. Except that I got to see it with my wife um, before we were married. So that it's was the good thing. She can understand. She can hear me. So I have to say nice things. And <laughs> uh, the the other thing is, uh, then we went and saw, what else did we see in theaters? The next one we saw, well, I saw was I went and saw the re-release of Pokemon, the first movie with Ethan <laughs> a few years nice. back. He and I went, it was a good time. And then there was also... Um, there was the last year there was Pokemon I Choose You, which was really cool to see in theaters. And I'm really excited because I'm going next week to see uh, The Power of Us in theaters on the on Wednesday. I'm pretty excited to see that one and just kind of go eat some popcorn. <laughs> I'm more excited for the popcorn because I don't think Fair. The Power of Us is going to be a particularly good movie. Hey, just don't mix that popcorn with blue icy, you know. <laughs> you know that joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a what a anyway. what a throwback. Mm. <laughs> what a throwback. But I'm I'm excited <laughs> for this movie. I think they did well. I think they did a good job. I think they did justice to the Pokemon franchise. And I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I hope you do. I agree with what the trailer has shown us, and the trailer says that it's trailer number one, so I think we'll be seeing some other ones pretty soon in the next few months. Yeah. Let's hope they don't disappoint, and most importantly, let's hope the movie delivers. (laughs) That Unova-style pizza. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it makes a lot more sense now that they put Detective Pikachu stuff at Worlds, now that Mm. we've seen this trailer. That's true. That's true. Because I questioned it at the time. It's like, this doesn't seem like the right audience. But <laughs> I think everyone was won over by the trailer. So Well, we knew by Worlds before. when the movie was coming out. We just didn't know anything about it. Yeah, but they had like the entire crowd part of the movie by screaming Charizard and Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> All so. right. Well, that is going to be it for the topic guys we are gonna take a short break and be right back at you with the pokemon of the episode we'll catch you on the flip-flop pokemon the episode and welcome back to our pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode this week is national dex number 348 armaldo the jay cutler pokemon it lived on land and went out into the sea to hunt for prey. Its sharp claws were its greatest weapon. My dad says it might be good one day. And so <laughs> uh, it's just not good. It's it's technically untiered, which means it's PU. So welcome, Armaldo, to the land of PU. Though it's got a decent typing. I think Rock Bug is not a terrible typing. It's got like one or two weaknesses. Yeah, water is the big one, though. It, oh, and three. It it's weak to rock, steel, and water. That is what it is mm-hmm. weak to. Yeah. Water's tough to be weak to whenever one of your abilities is a swift swim. Yes, this is true. <laughs> He has a base 125 attack, a base 100 defense, a base 70 special attack, a base 80 special defense, base 45 speed, and base 75 HP. I mean, those aren't bad stats either. Like, I'm very confused as to why he's not tiered 
and people aren't using him probably because shuckle's better that's yeah. probably true <laughs> it's probably because shuckle is better armaldo though i mean he gets rapid spin like that's kind of cool uh except for the bug typing combined with it but that's fine <laughs> uh he gets stone edge knockoff earthquake aerial ace ancient power well you probably shouldn't run ancient power and he also gets access to cross poison. Rapid spin is the big one, yeah. Yeah, he gets iron tail, liquidate. He gets liquidation. That's nice. Not enough people get that. Yeah, liquidation is actually a pretty nice one to get. I'm not gonna lie. And then of course Exodus, if you want more stab. But he's, it's a hard I mean, he's not a terrible Pokemon in my opinion. Uh, he mm-hmm. gets two abilities: Swift Swim and Battle Armor. You probably shouldn't run Swift Swim because he's got a base 45 speed. So doubling that isn't that great, mm-hmm. but you, he does have battle armor, which reduces the chance of him getting crit to zero. I think it, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, it is non-existent. This Pokemon cannot be critted. Yeah. I mean, that's not too bad though. I mean, you could probably use him pretty effectively run into adamant, maybe not even adamant. You could probably run brave and trick room and just run some yeah. train because base one twenty five attacks pretty good. In my opinion, you could do a lot of damage. With Stone Edge, he gets access to EQ, obviously, and then, I mean, Exosaur is a good coverage. Just go ahead with that, or go with Seismic Toss, because he gets that as well. <laughs> good stuff. And Curse. It's a really cool design. Oh, it's yeah, absolutely. It's supposedly based upon uh, Mantis Shrimp. Oh. But, uh, but also Clawitzer is, so... I- <laughs> oh, and he's actually he's joined the team of Not Terrible Shinies. He's got like a cool red shiny. It used to look cooler in sprite art, but it's uh it's not terrible in in the 3D models. Yeah, it's like red pinkish kind of. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty. <laughs> the important thing is it's not green. It's not green or pink. Well, it's almost pink, but we won't talk about that. It's not green. <laughs> it's not green or purple. It's a decent shiny. Good for you, Armaldo. Let's see if he's got any cool TCG cards. My answer is probably not. Uh, the last card was in Steam Siege. Yeah. And since it's a fossil Pokemon, it's essentially a stage two. It's a stage two because it's a fossil. And for <laughs> one colorless, uh, it does rushing water for 40 damage, moving energy from your opponent's active Pokemon to one of his or her bench Pokemon. That's actually not terrible, but as a stage two, that's pretty bad. And then for a fighting and a double colorless, he does card claw for 100 damage during your opponent's next turn. Any damage done to this Pokemon's attack is reduced by 30. Yeah, so it's essentially uh, Galissapod GX's thingamajig. That's what I'm thinking of. It's uh, that one. Yeah. It's got the same tech. Yeah, guard press. It's essentially the same thing. Yep. And there hasn't been an Armaldo since. (laughs) <laughs> it's really reasons. common in pokemon go at the time we're recording this uh That's because well, of the let's is. go research nonsense yeah why anorith that's my question because no meltan is ancient so obviously we have to catch ancient pokemon but I'm they can give us relic <laughs> that's actually not a us- terrible reason yeah, it's it's pretty good. That's what I assume it is. They, though I don't know. I haven't even seen any Lyleep. Only seen Armal. Uh, they always uh, do that. They always do that. They'll be like, "Oh, you can do this one or this one," and it's just like, "Oh, but this other one's impossible to find." Mm-hmm. And what's really bad yeah, is but- I'm in a biome where Anorith are already common. So like, I was oh, just wow. like, "Oh, so it's just the same." 
This yeah. is just my life again. Okay. Before this, they were pretty much non-existent in my area. Yeah, I we I like that, that was the only thing that changed for me moving to Columbus to Dayton is that they're just more Anarith. I don't know why. <laughs> There's just more. <laughs> and that's the only thing. I would totally love to move to a biome where maybe like Machop are more common. That would be cool. I'd be down with that. But nope. It's just like Anarith. Here you go. Oh, here's a since there aren't really any fun facts about Anarith, there was actually a trading figure for Anarith. Oh, back when the trading figure game was a thing. Dude, that trading figure game was a thing for like a whole six months. It's great. I still yeah, have the commercials. <laughs> that means it's a miracle Anarith got or Armaldo got one. So, <laughs> yeah, I that blows me away. I I really wish the trading figure game would have taken off. It would have literally they were just ahead of their time. It they was were. Pokemon Amiibo. That is essentially what it was. And it could have done so well, but it was just ahead of its time. It was honestly, the only reason it was ahead of its time was it came out, I think, in 2007-ish. It was around 2007. Because I remember WTVT did a podcast on it. They really talked about it. I think it was right after they canceled it that they did it. Uh, I do do remember it happening. And the problem with that is most of us were probably around 10 years old when Pokemon came out. I mean, that's why Ash Ketchum is 10 years old. And that was in 1998, and they did this only 10 years later. Not a lot of us had disposable income yet, but right now I've got all the disposable income. You make the trading figure game real, I'll buy it. But they're just like, you know what? <laughs> Pokemon Duel is better instead. Oh, man. Yeah. The collectibles game like really stepped up, though, in the past few years. Like 2014 with the Amiibo craze, they hit it right on the head. Yeah, Amiibo and Skylanders were out at about the same time. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't forget the predecessor, UB Funkies. <laughs> Nobody remembers those. <laughs> Which Zakran has a substantial collection of. <laughs> Do you want to see? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I'm going to show you anyway. <laughs> but Armaldo is, I mean, he's a Pokemon. I think he's usable, though. I would definitely try him out on a team where you're just like, I want a defensive heavy hitter. If you're running mm-hmm. Trick Room like Sigma is in WWTC, he might even be a good fit there. Yeah, uh, not when you're having to battle Scrawn. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> does he get access to Sword Dance? Uh, probably. I don't know. He, should. he does. He does get Sword Dance by TM. I think Sword Dance is how they recommend you use him if you actually do. I he was in any while. Um, I would run Sword Dance on on Armaldo just because multiplying that, getting a times two on that attack stat, you're going to crush some people. His typing isn't even that special because Crustle exists. So if you want to tank, you go for Crustle, which is just... No, better. you go for Shuckle. Shuckle. Oh, Shuckle. Yeah. Shuckle. Uh, so Sweeper is Crustle. Tank is Shuckle. So Armaldo is kind of stuck in between. Sweeper is Crustle? What? Yeah, Shell Smash. Yeah, Shell Smash. Oh, he gets Shell Smash. Never mind. You're right. Sorry, Armaldo. You're just outshined <laughs> by literally everything. Uh... <laughs> All right, well, that's it for our wonderful analysis of Armaldo. If you want to kick it on over and listen to more stuff like that, check out our Discord server where we talk Pokemon stuff like this all the time. So we are going to go on over, though, to everybody's favorite segment, the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! 
and welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. So exciting. <laughs> wow. God, right. The, just, the, just the energy I felt from you guys there. And <laughs> welcome to the mailbag uh, segment. If you're unaware, this is the segment where we read listener emails. You can send us an email at pucklepodcast.gmail.com and let us know your thoughts on anything, honestly, and we'll probably read it. Maybe, unless there's eight emails. We got a lot of emails this week, and it's only been two days. Mm-hmm. So thank you to everybody who did email in. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get to all of you. Um, so let me just give you guys quick shout-outs if we're probably not getting to you today. Um, Uncle Oshawott, Duly Noted, Jedi DJ, uh, 3, or just Mac, I guess, is what he wants to be called, and also uh, Boy Guard of War. But uh, uh. we're going we're gonna to get to the rest of these here. So our first one is going to be from Eve. Uh, we wanted to know in the last email or in the last mailbag question, what your thoughts on let's go have been so far. So let's go in and just jump into this. So Eve writes us, Hey guys, hopefully I'm sending this in in time. You were the first one actually. So good on you, Eve. Uh, actually she sent this in for last week's episode, but we kept the same mailbag question. <laughs> Haven't yeah, played. So. Let's go too much, but here's my initial reaction. I didn't have a switch, so I purchased the EV console bundle, which of course comes with the Pokeball Plus, and I have to say, having a Mew drift serenely around me while I explore Kanto is the single most enchanting thing I've ever experienced in a Pokemon game. I love having it from the jump, even if it does make the game absurdly easy. I cannot wait for the new release, and I desperately hope they keep this in the future. Also, a couple of weeks ago, you asked about what thing we'd like to see as as a Pokemon, Give me a gosh darn peacock already. It's been 20 years. That is all. Hopefully you're enjoying the new game if you're playing. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. All right. The so Mew next... is not what makes that game broken, by the way. No, it's not, right? <laughs> it's the Eevee. <laughs> it's Eevee. <laughs> uh, the next one is from Bodtech. I got this. Greetings, Thatch the Great and Terrible and the most excellent co-hosts. I bought Let's Go Eevee with the expectation of having some light fun with my kids. I am honestly shocked, however, to discover this game is actually really good. The capture mechanic I expected to hate, as I'm not a fan of it in Go, is actually really enjoyable. Shiny hunting in this game is also really enjoyable, so much more than it was in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. That said, there are a few places where it really does need some polish that more development time could have given it. Usability for things like the Pokemon box could use a little polish, and boy do I miss abilities in breeding, which is like what most of the nearly 600 hours I have in Ultra Moon are. I went into this game expecting something to be okay, but not great. But honestly, I'm really impressed with how much fun it is. The Pokeball Plus is fantastic for both Let's Go and Go. The first time I took it for a walk as a Go's accessory, I came home to find I had managed to pick up a shiny Magnemite for me. I'm hoping to see continued support for it in future releases. Maybe this will finally help me shed these extra pounds. Signing off with a backflipping Magikarp tackle to the face, Bodtack. He's so right about the box, by the way. The box in Let's Go is pretty much just a mess. Because it's just like, here's all of your Pokemon all in the same screen. No organization. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) You can sort it if you want, but... Yeah, but if you have the Pokemon Go Plus, or the Pokeball Plus, nobody knows how to hit Y. Okay. <laughs> Nobody knows that you shake the Pokeball to hit Y. Which is dumb, but... Well, just nobody knows it. They didn't make it obvious. You have to shake it. I do have to say, so, I, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of this game. I think it's all right. I think it's definitely there to fill a gap year 
and really just get Nintendo to stop breathing down the neck of Game Freak. But, I mean, it doesn't mean it's not enjoyable. I really do like the capture mechanic. I think it's a lot of fun when it works. I, I think it's I think it's all right. I just don't. I hope they don't bring it back into a traditional Pokemon game. I do miss my traditional Pokemon catching. Mm-hmm. So I, I do hope that's there. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, as for abilities and breeding, I do miss that as well. But honestly, I just don't. I think this game was so rushed that they just didn't have time to put breeding in. I'm uh, not gonna lie. I mean, it would be awkward when your Pikachu hatched a Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. Like, and I don't need abilities until shit inches in the game because they didn't design. <laughs> they didn't design Gen One and Two Pokemon with abilities in mind, so I don't need them until just, shit inches. I just forget all of the time that I can earthquake wheezing. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. I just forget that I can do that. <laughs> or all the times you can actually use a physical move on a Magmar without that burn chance. Yeah, that's true. Ooh. Man, there's so many things. It's weird not having <laughs> abilities. It's just really, really weird. But thank you for that, Bodtack. We really appreciate it. This next one is from Minor Manetric, and I'll hand this one off to you, Sigma. All right. Dear Thatchenko, after taking some time to play through half of Let's Go, I must say, through my heavily fogged rose-colored glasses, that the game has exceeded my expectations. I didn't expect much, and I had similar concerns to most, I believe, with the wild encounter mechanic, and it does certainly feel different than the traditional games we've come to love for the last 20 years. That being said, though, I am very happy to see the Pokemon company willing to try new things, pander to different audiences, and I really feel they are trying to convert new audiences to the traditional games. I really enjoy how they create a common ground to Pokemon Go crowd by having CP but also show IVs and how that directly impacts the Pokemon stats. I will admit that there are plenty of flaws with the game design, such as experience gained from captures, to few challenging trainer battles, and the same 151 we have seen too many times, and the flying secret technique. I have enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the menuing for that flying. Yes, it's awful. Because <laughs> I want to use the touch screen so bad, and it yep. automatically puts me into... Oh, so, okay. Anyways, let's continue on. The best experience that I have had with it, though, was seeing my wife play it. Having gone to BuckleCon 2016, loving the experience, Pokemon as a whole, and playing Pokemon Go regularly since, she has avoided and scorned the main series game like pineapple on pizza. However, after watching me play Let's Go off and on the last few days, I set her up with an account around 10.30 p.m. and went to bed. She didn't finish playing until after 2 a.m. and completed two gyms in the process. I was so proud. So all in all, not game for all of us, but by no stretch have I been disappointed by these games. And if anything, I am very interested to seeing the release of Gen 8 next year. Catch you on the flip-flop, Minor Manetric. So there's a lot to pull apart in this email. First of all, everybody knows pineapple on pizza is really good. So that's the first thing. (laughs) Hawaiian-style pizza is the best. Skron, what's your opinion on Hawaiian-style pizza? 
I hate it. What? I thought we were friends. <laughs> I like... Okay. Um, a friend of mine really likes pepperoni pineapple pizza, but I only like the pepperonis. I, I don't think That's sweet weird. goes with pizza. I don't... It, it doesn't. I think pepperoni with pineapple is weird. Because okay. that's like spice with sweet. Okay. But okay. I think salty ham with sweet pineapple is pretty good. I respect your opinion in being wrong. <laughs> that, that is okay. <laughs> we can coexist. I thought we were friends before now, Scron. We are no. friends. No. <laughs> no. But there's a lot of other things. One, I think the CP in Let's Go is so nonsensical. It, it makes doesn't no mean a thing to me. It, I have no <laughs> idea what it means. It doesn't mean anything. I, I do like IVs, and I really do like the AVs in terms of just like teaching people how you can modify Pokemon stats. And then I think it's a really good way to make that transition from Let's Go to a real Pokemon game where you go, well, how do I do that in this game? Right. And you learn about EVs, and it actually gives you the desire to learn how to do that. Because, honestly, EVs are pretty hidden until, I guess, super training. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a way, I think this is much more transparent of a way to be like, hey, you can modify a Pokemon stats. And then you go, oh, but here's the thing, this is how you do it, it's called effort values. And, by the way, there's a cap on how many you can have. I think that's a great way to do it. So, kudos to them. I think they found a really interesting way to suck people into the competitive format. I do also like, um, well, the flying technique, I think, was really silly. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're just like, remember flying Pikachu? He had balloons on his back. And they're just like, well, how does he fly the trainer around with that? We built a chair with balloons. (laughs) I love how they're about to teach your trainer how to do these techniques. And the UV or the starter steps in and says, no, I'm learning instead. So now your trainer is going to be useless in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> that got real dark. That got really, really dark. Pokemon all catching each other. I do like. I do like that uh, his wife got in, got into it though because of it. I thought that was a fun story though. It well, was. I'm glad we got to this one. So thank you for that. I think that's going to be it for our mailbag segment this week, though. If you want to email us next week, send it in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts on the Detective Pikachu movie. I'm excited to hear what you guys think about that trailer just because I think it was really hype. It was our discord just exploded that day that it happened. Mm-hmm. It was crazy awesome. So keep it up, guys. I I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. So send that in pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Green Tauros badge. I don't know if anybody here doesn't have it. Maybe Genevieve. Genevieve? Genevieve, yeah. you can have the Green Tauros badge if you come to the Discord server. Thank you to everybody else who wrote in. We're sorry we didn't get to it. Maybe I'll start a unread emails um, server or um, room for it just so people can mm. view the emails that haven't been that, that yeah. haven't been run on the show and people can appreciate cool. them still. So... Thank you for that, everybody. It was a real blast for that. If you want to email us next week, like I said, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. What do you think of Detective Pikachu? But if you want more Puckly goodness, you can, of course, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. All of those links are in the show notes, as well as our website, pucklepodcast.com. You can participate with Puckle in a couple different ways. One, you can come to Discord and hang out with us and chat and talk about the Detective Pikachu movie. It's a lot of fun there. You can also go ahead and... Uh, what's it called? Uh, man... You can go ahead and you can 
Go to Twitch and watch us at twitch.tv slash pucklepodcast, the pucklepodcast, where you can watch Jushiro and I stream Let's Go TCG, and I'm probably going to go back to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon here in a week or two. And Jushiro will probably do Pucken and stuff as well. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead. Yeah, You can go check us out there. And if you have a Twitch Prime subscription or just Amazon Prime in general, we would appreciate it if you would just sub to us for free. It helps us out, and it costs you nothing. So we'd really appreciate that. You can also sub for real money, too. We have a really cool burn heal emoji. Yeah. So you can, you know, put that in chat whenever you burn someone. Yeah, exactly. So definitely check (laughs) that out if you've got some time. If you want to help support the show a little bit more directly, you can just go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast and donate to us directly. Or if you want to buy a t-shirt, you can check us out at TeePublic where we have a bunch of cool designs. My favorite right now is actually the Starry Eevee Evolution one. And it actually looks really good on a pillow. I'm really obsessed <laughs> with these throw pillows. They sent me one to like <laughs> give you like a product quality uh, product quality review of the Puckle one. And it's actually these pillows are solid, man. I'm such a big fan of these T Public pillows. So if you can go ahead and buy one, Christmas is coming up. Just letting you know. Also today, if you're listening to this, they have their Cyber Monday sale. So definitely consider listening to that, checking that out. Uh, also. Uh, final final word, if you want to get more Puckle goodness throughout the week on Thursdays on Puckle Plus, we have extra episodes. So check out our Puckle Plus feed. Check out these awesome extra episodes. You guys just heard last week, I released a, the first Puckle Live in quite a while. So definitely jump on that if you're interested. So that is going to be it here for the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch. I'm Zakran. Uh, I'm R Sigma. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower... It's closing time.
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 